Even more strange, as she was doing the CPR, the squirrel was winking at his friends. This is Ed McMahon, and now, here's Armstrong and Getty. Live from Studio C. Seizing your a dimly lit room where? Deep within the bowels of the Armstrong and Getty communications compound, and on Little Friday, we're under the tutelage of our general manager. A tradition unlike any other. The Masters. Hey, you got to nail golf this tournament. You got to nail this down for me, okay? Because I keep hearing it. Is Tiger Woods actually <laughs> a favorite to win or not? That's uh, none of your business. Well, <laughs> I just, I, I just heard it on NPR. Tiger Woods, one of the favorites to win. That, yeah, is yes. he actually one of the favorites? Sentimentally, to win? absolutely. Betting wise, he's up there. Yeah. Yeah, it's one of the few sports where you got literally 60 guys who got a really good chance to win. So the most famous guys kind of float to the top, especially in terms of betting. So, okay, if I had to bet my next six months' salary, would I consider Tiger? Yeah. You would? would yeah, wouldn't go with him, though. See, I don't know anything about it because I don't yeah, pay he's, any attention He's back in form. He's almost won a couple of times. So, but but isn't there a decent chance? I mean, I, I read some of his statistics last night for. Wow, let's do like a half an hour on it. So finally, we get to talk year, about golf. You know, uh, um, um, fairways hit, greens hit, all that sort of stuff, and he's in the two hundredth to five hundredth and all those things this past year. The, well, yeah, you you don't, you got to go with the past five weeks, okay. But isn't there a decent chance he shoots a 12 over today and, that you know, all the sentimental stuff goes away really, yes. really, really fast? Yeah, it wouldn't shock me. I mean, I would love for him to. I will actually watch if he's in the hunt on Sunday. If he's not, I won't see a second of it. Well, you suck, man. And there's, you suck. And You're no golf fan. And there's tens of millions of people like me. Mm. Um, so there's a lot of money at stake for the network if he's in the in the running. There are two people at 10 to 1 odds being the favorites. Tiger Woods is w- with a group of four people at 12 to 1. So the, the second best, o- or, you know, the second favorite, he's yeah. in that, that tier. I, I want him to be in the hunt, and then I want, you know, I want his. Uh, because some, you hate the white golfers I, because of your racism. I want some baby mama there along the rope line on the 18th, <laughs> you know, that sort of thing. I want, want, all, I want all the outside drama thing. to seep in. I want the whole thing. You got a bunch of uh, Hooters waitresses with signs up to say, where's my money, Tiger? I want some really pregnant Perkins waitress standing there. Tiger's baby sign, that well, sort of thing. He was <laughs> he was getting with porn stars who wouldn't hold the confidentiality agreements before it was in. Right, before it was popular. He's a real innovator in that, too. <laughs> awesome. God, Tiger! Yeah, I know. We all have regrets, Tig. Let's introduce everybody in the squad. We'll start over there with our board operator, Michelangelo, pressing buttons, flipping toggles, pulling levers. Hi, this morning, Michael. Uh, pretty good. I, I was thinking the same thing, though, about Tiger Woods. How will he handle the crowd? Because I remember that when people would snap photos, he would go insane. 
Oh, yeah. And you're trying to swing. And nobody looks at him that way anymore. You're mad. I don't freaking care. I mean, that's the way people look at Tiger Woods now, as opposed to, ooh, we've ruffled the feathers of our God. He's much more laid back and cheery now. So you would know that if you watched golf every week like real fans do. He should be laid more laid back and cheery. Yeah, because he was a dish earlier. He's a joke to America. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, There is Positive Sean, whose smile lights up the room. How are you, Sean? I'm doing very well, friends. It is a tradition unlike any other. The Azalea Line Fairways, friends. I remember way back when it was, oh, I don't know, 1934, when Horton Smith first won the Masters. Horton Smith, you uh, say. Horton Smith won four under very smooth tempo on the swing. Glad to be here, friends. I'm going to attempt to do the entire show <laughs> in a Jim Nance cadence today. <laughs> That'll I'm that very not be pleased. at all annoying. Last year, Sergio Garcia... Victorious, triumphant, can he repeat? Only time will tell. Now over to Jordan Spieth on the fifth. There's Tiger Woods. That was a little right, drawing back. And safely aboard. There's Tiger Woods who gets with Hooters waitresses. He's next off the tee. And keep in mind, anybody bellowing dilly dilly will be ejected from the grounds. Dilly, don't he? I'm Jim Nance. (laughs) You're not Jim Nance. There's Marshall Phillips, who does our news every day. How are you, Marshall? I'm doing very well. For those in the know, as far as the Masters goes, all eyes are on Justin Rose. That's my take. That's where you bet? Yeah, right. Oh, so that means that we get breakfast if he if he does well, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. All right. I, I know who I'm rooting for. There you go. This, this gambling makes, uh, you know, at least there's something involved uh, skill-wise in this gambling, this particular version of your gambling. As opposed to just games of chance. Yes. <laughs> You games do, of a slim chance. You do not uh, consider uh, scratchers or the lottery <laughs> sport, eh? I do not consider it a sport. No, not really. about his lucky quarters? No, there are arguments over what's a sport. Golf, darts, bowling, but sure. <laughs> few people other than you pretend the lottery is a sport. Uh, gentlemen, gentlemen, gentlemen. <laughs> That's fine. You know, whatever you, whatever you enjoy. Well, once um, again, I was uh, golf is a sport guy for years and years. Till I heard someone say, if you can gain weight while you're doing something, it is not a sport. <laughs> it is a game. That's and a, I was forced to concede the wisdom of that. That's a funny standard. Yep. Uh, I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty on this. It is Thursday, April 5th, the year 2018. Keeping you straight in 21-8. We are Armstrong and Getty, and we approve of this program. All right, let's begin moving the troops of logic to the border of the current day's news. Too cumbersome? Probably. At Mark. She can describe the president's genitalia in great detail. There you go. Oh, boy. Well, what are you waiting for? I commented uh, after the show yesterday, we were watching the TV and having our uh, post-show meeting, and Stormy's lawyer was on Megyn Kelly, and I said, and it's over, because that is the end of the line for national media. That is the last person. He only went on Megyn Kelly when he had explored all other options. Everybody else that would have him. He went on. Nobody else had called, so now he was down to, I guess I'll go on Megyn Kelly. He went from 60 Minutes, the top of the heap in the entire world of news shows, right. to Megyn Kelly in a week and a half. The last refuge of a scoundrel, and he went Megyn through all Kelly's your, show. He went through all your Today's shows, your PBSs, your, just every show that exists, right. and he's down to the bottom of the barrel, Megyn Kelly, talking about the president's junk. And that's, and that's the end of the line, as far as I can tell. Unless there's some revelation, there's no more to hear from him, I'm guessing. There wasn't a lot to hear from him to begin with. Now he's just going to be doing local radio shows, I would imagine. Now we could get Call him. Call him. We could get him now get if him we on. wanted to. I don't know what we'd ask him. Did your client sign the agreement? I know what I would ask him. Will you work for us if we ever have a problem? Because you're freaking good. Yeah. 
Yeah. Uh, what are our other headlines, Marshall Phillips? Yeah, we got new moves on the Mexican border, new information about the YouTube shooter, and scientists have created a miniature brain in the lab. Stories coming up, 635, Armstrong and Kevin. I already got a miniature brain. Uh, how does mailbag look? Oh, it's very good. Uh, I've been alerted to problems with the show after I left. So I'll be investigating that. There will be a thorough investigation. Of what? The, the problems that arose after I left the show yesterday. Gotcha. Apparently the cat was away and the mice were playing. Um. So why why troops to the border now is a question I think a lot of people are asking. What particularly is going on now? I mean, it's been done before, as has been pointed sure. out, but why now? Why not all the time? Yeah, that's, that's, a, that's a better question, actually. Why not all the time? We have millions of people that stuck, snuck in. And Drugs, we, gangs, yeah, etc. Exactly. Armadillos. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> we have many other things to discuss. I hope you can stay with us. You're listening to the Armstrong and Getty Show. Armstrong and Getty. The conscience of the of nation. Of the nation. The Armstrong and Getty Show. A couple of movies I want to talk about later. One on the small screen coming out this weekend and one on the big screen. Al Pacino playing uh, Joe Paterno in a movie about that whole sex scandal thing. Oh, wow. Yeah, an HBO movie called Paterno. And um, also that new uh, Chappaquiddick movie about the Kennedys and that whole story that's out. I want to talk about that. Yeah, I was kind of surprised to see that uh, coming out at this late date. I have a question on that. Maybe Sean can do some research if he hasn't already. I want to know, is this an attempt at history? Is it funded by the Koch brothers? Is Oliver Stone going to claim space aliens did it? You know, what kind of movie is this? That's what well, I'd like to Teddy know. Is Teddy blameless? Is it made by the liberal yeah, Hollywood elite? It, yeah, exactly. Or is it the other direction? So, yeah, I'd like to know. There ought to be a law. There shouldn't be a law, but for the sake of the argument, something happened within the last 60 years. It's got to be accurate. you got to do it accurately and not, like, take great poetic and creative license with it. If it was like the Peloponnesian War or... You know, some incident in 1840. Well, Go I, ahead. Have I, some fun. I disagree. I, I, I think there should be a law. There shouldn't be a law. That uh, all history stuff has to be more or less accurate. I, mm. What's the point? Of, what's the point of making crap up? Right. I just don't get it. Yeah. Plus, it puts it puts false thoughts in everybody's heads right. about things. Which, well, yeah, right. And it, unless you go to the trouble of reading various reviews that point out the historical inaccuracies, you come across, you come out rather thinking that, okay, you know, it's it's all true. Mm-hmm. Or as, as far as we know, it's true. Oh. Mailbag. Oh, I should probably mention right after uh, the 7 o'clock news, I will be discussing my tense, dramatic, life-changing uh, court experience for the last several days. But you were only gone two days, so I guess, you know, you're, um, it's your right as an American citizen to, citizen to a fair or speedy trial, and you guys went with speedy. We went with speedy. You can either have fair or speedy. Correction, sir, I was actually gone for three days, one of which was showing up to court and being immediately sent home. Mm. But that was dramatic, too, and tense. Tense and dramatic. <laughs> it's not a freedom-loving quote of the day, but it's a good quote. I think it has some sort of point. Uh, Glenn sent this in. It's from uh, the show Silicon Valley. Look at the last guy who made a new internet, Al Gore. 
His ideas were excellent, but he talked like a narcoleptic plantation owner, so he lost the presidency to a fake cowboy, and now he makes apocalypse porn. Bullshit! <laughs> I, don't, I don't know what the significance of that. You know, I... Uh, apocalypse porn. I think I was talking to Judy lately. I can't remember. Uh, you know, the growing awareness through my adult life that politics, the governing of this great nation, is much less about big ideas and soaring rhetoric than I'd hoped as a child. It's much more about grubby efforts to frighten a herd of voters to run in one particular direction or another, no matter what it takes. And it's uh, it's not that inspiring. And so you get your Al Gore. Maybe his ideas were pretty decent, but he came off like a rube. So, eh. so he lost the election. <laughs> I know, I know, I'm just teasing. He won the popular vote, didn't he? I think I remember that. Quick border solution from Matt. Uh, This is actually stolen from Reddit, apparently, uh, in reference to the Fox News Hillary impeachment spat. Send the National Guard home. Build the wall out of Hillary, because apparently no one can get over her. Hey! Actually, I think that's the opposite. She she can't get over herself. We are over Hillary. Her own we party. were over Hillary in 2016. Her own party is over her. Right. That's that's the main thing. Yeah, everybody's over Hillary but Hillary. Urgent message for big freedom. This is from Kevin. You may not be aware, but during the 9 o'clock hour while you were off performing a duty for society, you left Simple Jack and the cat lover to their own devices. <laughs> Jack suggests a reference to me. <laughs> Jack suggests that the New York Times or other editorials, YouTube, Facebook, and other social media platforms must hire teams of editors and fact checkers to verify that every video and post is factual, safe, and decent. And he calls himself a libertarian. And positively, cats thinks <laughs> again. I believe that's I, a reference to me. I think that's a variation on your nickname, Positive Sean. <laughs> thinks the problem of three hundred hours of YouTube videos uploaded per minute is an insurmountable problem that only super-intelligent censorship AI can solve. Please have him go back to watching his cat videos. Well, that'd be it. That'd be an interesting conversation to have if that's what we had said. So that would be a, <laughs> yeah, that be, sounds like a yeah. great conversation that you would heard. Be, that would be a fantastic, a fictional conversation to have if that's what we had said. But well, here's Unfortunately, it's not, so I don't know if I want to engage in it. Here's a reply to what you clearly did say, explaining that these social media platforms have no more obligation or need to police what is posted to the platforms than my local city council is obligated to police the conversations in the streets or that my phone book company... Phone book. Somebody actually dropped off a phone book to us the other day. Awesome. It was quaint. It's like somebody dropping off a butter churn. God, we get one of those. What is that? The old days. We get one of those out in our driveway, you know, in a plastic bag, and I think, what am I supposed to do with this? Show it to the kids? Like, put it in a museum? <laughs> I think, hey, another dog, another bag to collect my dog's poo. <laughs> Uh, let's see, uh, the police, uh, phone book company, police phone calls. Except that's not what I'm certain. Well, yeah, it's funny. Um, even as I read that, I thought, there's no chance that's what they said. Yeah, it but. is always interesting what people hear versus what you say, though. Yes. Um, makes me wonder if I hear it that much differently when I'm listening to stories. Is it filtered through what your, uh, your biases, or is it because you're driving and you can only half pay attention, or... Uh, uh, you know, that's that's a really good I've question, wondered that. and it ties into some of what I'm going to talk about, about being on the jury over the last several days. Um, people's different perceptions and, and 
well, the way they approach reality. Mm-hmm. I got a one quick question. I'd yes, appreciate absolutely. a... a um, uh, a yes/no one-word answer. Okay, as we're short on time. Okay, <laughs> are we? I got you. no. We're not. <laughs> and you can go on as long as you want. I don't care. But um, you come away from this jury experience. This is—is is this the second time you've been on a jury? Uh, clear to a verdict. Yes. Um, feeling better about our judicial system or worse? Better or worse? Coming out of it. Oh boy, you know me. Don't quibble. Just give it an both. <laughs> yes oh, or no? Oh my both. god! My my son does that, and I thought, okay, it's a genetic thing. I'll try to give him a qu- any situation. Right, where you know what? Just, just, he says, "Well, what about this? Do you mean? Do you want to? No, just give me a yes or no. no I Better can't. or worse? Hotter or colder? Right, hang on a second. All right, <laughs> good so, thing or bad thing? I'm, the, 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 <laughs> good thing or bad thing? Right? You're you're the Wolf Blitzer of your family. You're Wolf Blitzer. I am. Let me. Th- all right. The totality of all of it. I just can't do it. Wow. Too complicated. Were you, wow. were you the foreman? Do you never answer I, polls? I will. Uh, no, I do answer polls, actually. Do you Do you spend 10 minutes on each question? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and finally, they hang up on me. Writing in the margins. What, what do you mean by... Do you I will, like shoes with dis- laces or without laces? I oh, jeez. Like they so nice. What's I mean, like uh, deck shoes? They have the lace around the side, but you don't tie them. Right, so, so I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> shoes are nice, though. I like shoes. I'll tell you all about that at 7 o'clock, Sean. Okay. <laughs> Regarding the section of this Sinclair TV message that mystified me, uh, and the script said, unfortunately, some members of the media use their platforms to push their own personal bias and agenda to control, quote, exactly what people think, quote. This is extremely dangerous to our democracy. Kurt, who has a much better memory for this sort of thing than me, and us, apparently, reminded us, we talked about this from uh, the Morning Jose program. Uh, little Mika said uh, they were talking about Trump um, uh, trying to undermine the media, trying to make up his own facts. And I quote Little Mika, and it could be that while unemployment and the economy worsens, he could have undermined the messaging so much that he can actually control exactly what people think. And that that is our job. You remember when Mika said that? <laughs> and, and, and the conservative world went crazy over that. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and, you know, as proof of the great media conspiracy that the people on Morning Joe want you to think a particular thing. Yeah, they do. And Mika's a dunderhead, which is why it came out that way. But thank you, Kurt. That is exactly what the Sinclair people were referring to. But I would submit to you, countering that using that quote, how long ago was that? Mm. Oh, it was February 2017. So, 14-month-old references to Mika Brzezinski? What's the point? Well, we have time for this. Jim in Vancouver, Washington. I've looked at real estate porn in Vancouver. Mm. I love Vancouver. Houses hooking up with other houses? No, no, no. It's just looking at the real estate. Yeah, it's houses getting aroused. Houses. Yeah. Uh, fecal matter cover-up. Marshall is covering up the real threat to our health. No recent stories or studies being reported. Has your show fallen under the influence of big sewage? <laughs> I'm sure Shameful. we'll have one soon. Uh, so Marshall's news coming up. Why uh, troops at the border now? Uh, I guess we're not getting out of Syria. Turns out. Stay tuned to the Armstrong and Getty Show.
Did you hear about Carrie Underwood? She kept the secret mostly. Her fall and how she scra- cut up her face so bad. Yeah. Wow, I hadn't heard that. And she just she showed half of her face yesterday for the first time since she had her fall, but not the side of the face that's uh, got sixty stitches. And she said, "You need to be prepared. I'm going to look different when I finally come out." Mm. So she's going to be on stage with her, I guess, scar or something at some point. Well, I wish her well. Well, it'd suck though if you're if if one of your big things is how beautiful you are. I'm sure that's a uh, a major concern. Um, I agree. I feel bad for the kid. She didn't have it coming. I oh, no. I wonder mm. how it happened. That's that's a freak accident for somebody sure. who's y- young and healthy. Yeah. Um, let's get the news now with Marsha Phillips. Uh, it's official. President Trump authorizing the deployment of National Guard troops to the border with Mexico to combat illegal immigration, contending that the situation had reached a, quote, point of crisis. Now, there's been a recent uptick in illegal border crossings over the last month or so after they initially plunged during the early months of Trump's presidency. Homeland Security Secretary Kirsten Nielsen saying... Border security is Homeland Security, which is national security. No kidding. Uh, It's not a partisan issue. It's not something we can separate out. It's core to being a sovereign nation. Clearly. Part of the uptick is just it's spring, but... Well, part of the uptake, I think, is is when Trump got elected, people thought, oh, no, they're serious now. Right. Then they realized, following the news, oh, no, it's the same as it always was. Right. You can get into the country, just live there, go to school, use the hospital, Turn whatever. yourself in, they give you a piece of paper yeah. that says, come to court. <laughs> I, was, I was a little worried it was going to be different there for a while, but no, right. it's just the same. Um, also, now, I heard this on NPR, which yeah. means it's almost certainly got to be true because it bolstered Trump's argument. There's no way NPR would say this unless, you know... It just they had unless they had to concede it, yeah. right? Yeah. Um, uh, with the reporter saying, a lot of people are wondering why Trump's sending National Guard troops now when we're at, you know numbers are low historically right. over the last fifty years for border crossings. But as the reporter on NPR said, they're getting much bolder. The people who are crossing the border than they've been in recent years hmm. in terms of. Uh, uh, numbers of people at a time, who comes across, that sort of thing. Right. Interesting. I hadn't heard that anywhere else but NPR. Yeah. Which is, yeah. yeah, that is interesting. So I don't know. Or, this is the most cynical view, is is this a big attention-getting story that gets something else off the front page? Because it does get a lot of attention. Ever since he announced this, it's been one of, if the not top news story for the last three days. I think I think it's just wildly overblown because the mainstream media knows how hot a story it is and how they can whip up, whip up ethnic angst and the rest of it. It's just it's one of those stories that you know has potential to go to full flame, so they go to it a lot. This national guard to the border move, those people are going to have binoculars in hand and do administrative stuff right. and that sort of thing. It's just. I've heard if we need them down there, why do we have that many people all the time? I don't know. Uh, I've heard some from the military uh, world uh, unhappy with this use of our uh, of our military, um, putting them in a bad position. We're going to talk to Mike Lyons, military right. strategist, later in the show. We'll ask him about that, among other things. Yeah, National Guard, guard the nation. You know, that's what I say. I think it's perfectly appropriate. Yeah, there's been a lot of National Guardsmen going to Iraq and places like that over the last however many years. Well, right, yeah. How about you guard our nation? Meanwhile, there's going to be no U.S. withdrawal from Syria at this time, despite President Trump's stated desire to bring troops home. White House statement says the mission to eradicate ISIS in Syria is coming to a rapid end and notes that the U.S. and coalition partners remain committed to eliminating the remaining ISIS presence in Syria. 
Another thing we're going to ask Michael Lyons about, the getting out of Syria and leaving it to Turkey, Iran, and Russia. How's that? Did the president just kind of shoot off his mouth? Or was he just thinking out loud, we got to get these guys home? Well, I think... Because everybody does want that. Yeah, I I think what happened is he's a... Well, he's a get-out-of-there guy. I mean, that's what he is at his bones, I think. He thinks sure. He's a non-interventionist. Yeah. But I think the military told him that'd be a terrible idea. And then he said, oh, okay. Right. And listened to the military people, which non-Trump fans right. are, uh, you know, screaming about him going back and forth. What do you want him to do? Do you want him to listen to the military, or do you want him to go off on his own against the military? Wh- which is it? Right. Well, they're not used to a president thinking out loud like that. That is an odd thing to do. You wouldn't yeah. think he'd say that out loud before you talk to the military about whether or not it was a good idea. <laughs> or was it a clever head fake meant to deceive ISIS? Could be. You know, we're out. We're out. Everybody, we're out. Now we're not! We're back out! Or, or it was a... Yeah. a, a a headline-grabbing story right. for some reason for the day. I mean, that has been his thing long before he was president. He was into getting the headline of the day. Sure. Um, so, who knows? Police are saying the woman who opened fire at YouTube's headquarters wounding three people before killing herself didn't say or do anything concerning during a police interview hours before the attack after officers found her sleeping in her car about 25 miles from the YouTube campus. She reportedly calmly told them that she was having family problems and decided to leave home and that she was out looking for a job. She didn't say anything about being angry with YouTube, gave no indication she was going to be a threat to herself or others, according to the police. Mm. Can we put that story to bed then? The police did nothing wrong. There was no chance to apprehend her there, so so leave them alone. And the family calling with concern about her hatred for YouTube happened after that. And she was nowhere to be found. Yeah, and police said they spoke to the family twice after finding the daughter and that uh, the family never told him she might become violent or pose a threat okay. to YouTube employees. So, and it wasn't domestic violence and the rest of it. So no. finding out what a YouTube star she was, particularly in uh, the Middle East, is interesting. Now, originally I'd heard she had 5,000 followers on, on her YouTube channel. The story in the paper last night was 55,000 followers at one point um and she has a lot of really wacky videos and they're compelling in a weird sort of way just because she's so strange i'm gonna go back to reading the morning newspaper day or two after the news happens what the hell is the point of flipping on the tv and listening to the coverage there's none there is none it gives you nothing it was all wrong it was youtube Turns out it was YouTube that she was shooting at. Didn't turn out to be, you know, I don't know, some other website. So they got that part right. I'm not saying this to be uh, flip or sarcastic or anything like that. I would be better off, you would be better off, when a story like this happens, waiting a day or two before you take in any information, because you're much more likely to be misled by some facts that you never hear corrected in your head Mm -hmm. for the rest of your life. Yeah. So you're just better off not taking in the information. And you can't blame anybody for it being wrong. It's not. It's not the fault of right. anyone. It's the. It's. It's the media and our hunger for information that's wrong. You can't get the right information out that fast. So it's not just, possible. Just to summarize, a woman with five thousand YouTube followers went to YouTube and shot her boyfriend. Correct. After the cops had been warned, she was going over there to shoot somebody. Correct. And they let her go. Okay, just wanted to summarize that there for you. Go. Scientists at UC Davis say they have grown miniature human brains in a lab. The millimeter, wow. 
the millimeter-long brain tissue grown from stem cells was implanted into a mouse where it grew its own blood vessels. Now you've given me angst. Thanks. I used to be a happy mouse. Now I got human feelings. We're growing brains. Yep. Researchers hope the study could one day help stroke victims and a host of others. Wow. Wow. That would be inspiring. If you get a new brain, are you still you? I, I'd give it a try. I just, the one I got's no good. <laughs> yeah. But it, are you you? You'd be somebody completely different, right? right? If we took out your brain and good. put in a new one? Good. Do I got to do like when I get a new hard drive? I got to download my brain to a USB drive, plug that into the new brain, upload what I want to keep. Or maybe you just make a bunch of videos and uh, scroll out uh, diaries and stuff like that. So the new you comes along and says, let's see, belligerent, <laughs> disagreeable. I could do that. <laughs> you know, and, and you try to learn. And the master's favorite, Tiger Woods, long-awaited no, return. No, he's not. <laughs> Officially <laughs> begins at 7.42 this morning, West Coast. That's when he will tee off. How quickly does it become completely clear that Ma- that Tiger Woods is not the favorite to win the Masters? I mean, could go either way. That's what's exciting about his big comeback. He's swinging great. I and, hope I hope that he has a great day, but I just I could so easily picture that like by the third hole it's a okay we got to find something else to talk about that narrative's yeah. over yeah well they'll they'll show him on TV until you know he's kicked off the grounds <laughs> if he doesn't make the cut because he is a huge draw oh, heck yeah. once you suck God damn it that's an angry belligerent fa- no that's Tiger himself yeah. whoops I, I don't think I could name another golfer that's in the tournament. Rory McIlroy. Well, you're a you're not a fan. Well, right, but right, but Jason I would watch. Day. You can't name any football Justin players Rose. either. But that's now, that's my <laughs> point. That's my point. I couldn't name a, another golfer. But if he's playing on Sunday, I will watch. Why? I don't know why. Because because he's so compelling. Right. Right. Yep. But that's how I've much rooted against him for ages. Are you rooting for him now? Have you, have I'm, you rooting, I'm rooting for him to, for his comeback to be successful. Absolutely, because it makes everything so much more exciting. Because he's such a big, he's if, a bigger than life figure. If on Sunday it's he's it's, also one of the greatest if, who's ever played. If it's on Sunday and it's coming down a duel between him and some young, young young upstart, are you rooting for Tiger? or Are you rooting for the young upstart? Upstart. Yeah. See, I I and the non golf fans would definitely be rooting for Tiger. I think. Yeah. I want Tiger versus Phil Sunday afternoon at Augusta. Sean, set the scene. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome, friends. The Azalea Line Fairway is a tradition unlike any other. You can hear the birds chirping in the background. Do they get paid by the Azalea Corporation? I do hear the birds. A lovely sign that spring has sprung, that swings are happening here at Augusta National. Luckily, there are no black people to be seen. Oh, stop Here at Augusta. Wow, that is absolutely not true. Ryan Moore jumping out to an early lead, one under, three holes down. Jose Marie Olazabo, which is really fun to say, is even. You are close. And all hail the big bird of freedom. At your news, I'm Marshall Phillips. The Armstrong and Getty Show, the conscience of a nation. Oh, that remind me, your list, but my son lost another tooth last night. This one he helped along to a bloody end. But uh, this is his fifth that he's missing currently. Wow. And he can, his his speech is pretty, pretty uh, hard to understand. Applesauce time. Five missing teeth. But this one was not ready to come out yet, but he was obsessed. It was coming out on his clock, not nature's. Now, this is not 25-year-old Jack Jr. <laughs> this is the six-year-old. He's gotten a bit into the mess. Exactly. <laughs> well, you know, he's had a rough life. Uh. Um, 
I yeah. miss Jack Jr. We ought to talk about that. For Jeez, I looked in on Henry, and he'd been working on that tooth, and I was, I was trying to convince him not to, and I just realized there's no stopping him. I mean, because he was just he was obsessed with wiggling it. I looked. I went and checked in on the bathroom, and he's blood on his face, his hands. I thought, oh, my God. <laughs> Nothing counts so much as blood. Dude, right, dude. doesn't that hurt? <laughs> <laughs> oh. Anyway, came out. Tales of Justice, straight from the courtroom at 7. Stay with us. My jury experience. All right. Um, so we're going to got so many good things coming up today on Little Friday. You're listening to the Armstrong and Getty Show. Armstrong and Getty. The conscience of the nation. The Armstrong and Getty Show. What do we do to help the senator? We tell the truth. Or at least our version of it. You've been diagnosed with a concussion. I haven't examined the patient yet. These theatrics are not going to hold up in a court of law. Get the hell with you guys! I'm not going to be the one defined by my flaws. If her family doesn't blame you, watch it, America. I want to be a great man. I just don't know who I am. There you go. That's a little bit for very dramatic sounding from the movie Chappaquiddick, which, as it says in USA Today, is a word that means nothing to most anybody under the age of 40. Just it's not word you, you would even know. Right. I, um, I thought you were going to say 50. <laughs> and, and, and above that, you get into, I've heard of it, but I don't know the details. And then above that, you've got a, I, I know the details, but those details may be completely wrong, shaded by partisanship or a variety of other things. All I know is I wish I had an orchestra that followed me around. I just went for coffee as I was striding down the hall to get coffee. Can you imagine the strings swelling and the... the dead was... Boom, boom. I mean, God, that'd be so dramatic. So, uh, Ted Kennedy, who uh, was... uh, The liberal lion of the Senate. Senator from Massachusetts, ran for president a couple of times. Big deal in U.S. history. Little brother of Jack uh, Kennedy, as in President John F. And uh, and And assassinated, probably would have been President Bobby Kennedy, right? Um, He, uh, in 1969... There's a little island off of Martha's Vineyard where they hang out, the Kennedys there, called the Chappaquiddick. And he's driving. Uh, He's 37 years old. Somehow he careens off a dike bridge. He's a father of three with a pregnant wife, and he's got a woman who is a um, a political operative with her named uh, Kopechny. She ends up, the car goes into the water, goes into the water, submerges. He gets out, survives, she drowns. Yeah. Everything after that, well, not everything, but most of the things, a lot of the things after that are, you know, you get into um, what he says and maybe not necessarily could be correct. No, I've always heard my entire life he was drunk. Are you seeking to change that narrative or? Because he left that part out. Hammered drunk, sloppy drunk, because he was a hard-drinking man. I think the USA Today, in trying to set this up, is only going with absolutely known facts. Mm. As they're trying to let us know um, just just the background for the story. Now, the, there's a new book out. 
first of all, on this movie about the whole story. There's so many levels of this are interesting. If this happened today, there's no way you'd survive it politically. Nope. And it would be the number one story in America for a long time. And there'd also be all kinds of cell phone video and GPS uh, location device and all this sort of stuff. As opposed to the way the news worked back then, it happened the same week that Neil Armstrong and Buzz Aldrin became the first humans to walk on the moon. Wow. So. Yeah, yeah, that was a cover-up. So that by the Democrat president. So obviously Nixon. that kind of dominated the front pages and new newscasts around the world for a long time. Yeah. While the story was going on in the background. And um, the movie shows how I'm reading from the USA Today. The posse of men help contain the scandal. Uh, the cops are deferential to the Kennedys. Sure. There's no autopsy. Etc., etc. The nation's attention is focused on the moon. And, um, well, and the, it just never gets the full uh, uh, scrutiny of the press that it would have gotten otherwise and certainly would get today. And the press were fairly deferential to the powerful in a lot of cases, too. Well, the, the, the story among, I don't know who it's fair to say, Kennedy haters are like, is he was drunk with a chick that he's doing. In Kennedy fashion, cheating mm-hmm. on his wife, his pregnant wife. Right. And uh, he's drunk. His car crashes, and because he doesn't want to get a DUI or whatever, he, he gets away and waits till the next day till he's sobered up to uh, to get into the... <laughs> that's what I've always heard. Yeah. Whether or not that's what happened, we don't know. I want to I want to watch the movie. The Kennedy family would not comment on the movie. No historians have come out, according to the USA Today, and said, yes, this is accurate, or no, it's not accurate at this point. So why do you want to watch the movie? I don't know. Looks like a good movie. I don't know. Uh, You're listening to the Armstrong and Getty Show.